Welcome to the Transformation Church Podcast, where we're leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you a fresh perspective on God and His Word so you can see transformation in your own life. Enjoy the message. I am, uh, I'm really excited about this series that we're kicking off today. We're going to spend six weeks talking about uh, boundaries. And uh, the reason why boundaries are important for all of us uh, to set in our lives is because what the enemy does, and I don't know if you've noticed this in your life, I surely have in mind, but the enemy kind of tempts us and lures us to the edge, right, of disaster. I could hear my wife like, don't fall over the edge. Um, But the enemy tempts us to the edge of disaster. And The edge could be edge emotionally, it could be in our marriage, it could be with our relationships, could be with our finances, could be with our career. But if we don't have intentional and clear boundaries set in those areas of our life, then what ends up happening is we find ourselves going over the edge. And oftentimes what happens in that is we begin to look back over the course of our life and we wonder like, why do I always feel like I'm I'm trying to dig myself out of the edge? Like, like, like why is things always happening to me that, that, that I'm having to recover from? And could it be that, that we don't have the kind of boundaries we need set in those areas of our life? And so we're going to go on a, um, a little journey over the next six weeks And uh, it's going to be a super practical uh, message series. So if you've come today looking to exegete scripture, uh, this is not the series for that. It is biblical and we are going to talk about scripture, but I would encourage you to make plans for June and July. Now that's going to be fun. We're going to we're going to actually go verse by verse through First uh, and Second Thessalonians, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the last days. We're going to dig into a little bit about talking about the Antichrist and the Second Coming and how to thrive in the last days. And so it's not going to be weird. We're not that kind of church, but it's going to be informative. And uh, so definitely make plans. Uh, for that as well. Hey, I want to shoot you just a couple quick announcements. If today's your first time at Transformation Church, hey, welcome, or maybe uh, you've been new recently, I want to encourage you, if you have not uh, been a part of our Discover TC luncheon, that you make every effort uh, to schedule that. We're going to have one next Sunday, and then we'll also have another one on the first Sunday of um, May. Yep, I'm trying to cut. It's crazy. We're almost halfway through the year already. Um, but listen, that is your next step to get connected at Transformation Church. And the reason why connection is so important is because connected things live. Connected things thrive. Like think about like your garden when it's connected, when it's, when it's, when it's rooted into a healthy soil, it produces Um, whatever the tree is, it produces fruit or whatever. And we want that for your life. And so at the Discover TC uh, luncheon, it's free luncheon, lasts about 75 minutes. Uh, We get free childcare. So it's almost like a little date if you got little kids. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit at that. Uh, We get a chance to meet and uh, hear a little bit about our story, but also talk about what God is wanting to do in your life and how getting connected can help you see that come to pass. And so make sure that you make plans for that. You can drop by guest services uh, on your way out, or you can grab one of those connect cards in front of you, uh, put some contact information in there, check off Discover TC, and you can place that in one of the black boxes, or you can go to guest services afterwards. Um, 
Then I want to mention, you may have come today and realized that um, there's a little bit of renovation stuff that's happening, and I want to catch you up to speed with where we are. Uh, We just this past week um, started to uh, do some renovations around the campus in preparation for just the growth that God is, uh, is sending us. And uh, so the next probably six weeks, uh, every Sunday you come, you're going to see a little bit uh, more that's been done, but just kind of excuse the mess. We'll do the best we can to to keep it clean. But uh, tomorrow starts the, uh, I guess, two and a half week process of painting outside of the church. And so we're going to be doing that. And then uh, in the foyer, we're doing some things in the foyer to try to facilitate more of a social gathering area. So at the end of the hallways, we're converting those into lounges. One's going to be the vision lounge. One's going to be the legacy lounge. It's going to be a place for you to be able to grab coffee before service. When we go to two services, it's going to be a, cl- a place for you to be able to meet up with your friends that might be coming to a different service and uh, to just kind of relax and, and hang out. And each, and each one of those rooms, they're branded so one room's going to have all kinds of vision stuff. It's going to have like stuff about the history of the church. And then in the legacy lounge is going to be all about kind of mission stuff. And so uh, we'll be doing that. Um, then we're going to make some changes in here. We're going to get rid of these center doors, close that up. And so that we can have more social area out in the foyer. And uh, then we're going to totally demolish the guest service area. Uh, because one of the things that we are uh, experiencing is we are having so many guests come on Sundays that we don't have enough room to be able to connect with them after service in that little space. And uh, that's a good problem to have. And uh, so we're going to rip that wall down and we're going to create like a, re- a really kind of massive, cool um, next steps guest area. And so that'll be kind of happening over the next six weeks. So you can you can prepare for that. And uh, uh, it's going to be great when we get to uh, the other side of it. But um, if you got your Bibles, pull those out today. Um, you can put a finger in Proverbs. Um, and then we're going to head over to Ephesians uh, as well. But today my goal is to kind of set a foundation to uh, where we're going to go in this series. We're going to talk about uh, five different areas of our life that are common areas of our life. We're going to talk uh, through each week is going to be one of those areas. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to have boundaries in those areas. I'm going to share some practical boundaries that Andrea and I have in our own life. Um, the way that this kind of works, the idea of boundaries is they become personal convictions. So this is really a journey for you to kind of hear what boundaries we have in our life, and then for you to begin to have the conversation of what that looks like for you. But today what I want to do is I want to I kind of lay the foundation for this series by identifying what boundaries are and why they are so important in our lives, what they are and why they're so important. So if you're taking notes today, I've entitled today's message, How to Avoid Disaster. How to avoid disaster. Hey, turn to three people. Say, get away from the edge. Tell three people, get away from the edge. Get away from the edge. Hey, let's pray together before we dig into God's word. Say this out loud. Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the courage to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this in your life, but um, 
No one plans for disaster, do they? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like, um, it's not like we, we kind of sit down at the beginning of the week and, and we're like, you know what? I'm going to schedule a financial disaster on my calendar for Thursday at 10 a.m., Right? We, don't, we don't schedule the marital disasters or the career disasters. Like it just, doesn't, it just doesn't happen that way. And so if we can't plan it, if we can't anticipate those disasters in our life, then, then how do we avoid them? How do we keep from going over the edge in those areas of our life? And the answer is boundaries. And so a boundary is, is simply this. It's a, it's a line that warns us that we're getting close to disaster. It's a line that warns us that we're getting close to disaster. The easiest way that I think that I can explain it to help give you a visual is about 10 years ago, um, I got a call late in the afternoon that my dad, uh, that his um, appendix had ruptured and they were rushing him to the hospital. They were concerned that he might not make it. And uh, so I left the church here and went home, grabbed a few clothes, jumped in the car, and I took off on the eight-hour drive to Tennessee. And it was probably about three o'clock in the morning, and there's this, there's this one-hour stretch that as you get into this place called Dalton, Georgia, that you can cut a back way to uh, Cleveland, Tennessee is where they live. And it's about an hour stretch that is back roads, and it's dark. And I'm traveling this road at about three o'clock in the morning, and I'm just exhausted. And everything inside of me is trying to push myself, like I'm so close, there's nowhere for me to stop, but I'm so close to, to home, and I'm just kind of pushing myself. And I don't know if you've ever done this when you're driving, but I just began to kind of doze off a little bit, right? And so I'm driving and it's like, I'm so close. I'm trying to get there. And I, my eyes are just kind of doing this number. And um, I ended up running over the road, had these things called rumble strips. You know what those are? Like your tires run over them and it woo, 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 makes, makes these loud noises. And my car ran over the rumble strips and it just, it scared me so bad. It shocked me. It woke me up. And... Um, allowed me to be able to finish the rest of the drive to get back home. And when we talk about boundaries, boundaries are kind of like rumble strips in our lives. Like they're there so that when our life begins to drift off course and towards danger, they begin to go off and to alert us that, that there's a ditch on the other side. And so as we begin to navigate this journey on boundaries and why they're so important in our life, what you've got to understand about boundaries is that where those rumble strips are positioned is not the ditch. It's not the danger zone. It's on this side, the safe side of the disaster. And so when we talk about boundaries, we talk about the importance of setting them up in every area of our life. The boundaries themselves are not sin, they're not wrong behavior, but they are on the safe side, close enough to the disaster to let us know that when we start bumping against them, right, that there is danger and disaster on the other side. And so one of the things that we see in the book of Proverbs uh, chapter 22 is we see Solomon starting to talk about um, the importance of these boundaries in our life. And, and like for Andrew and I, we've got, 
several boundaries. I'll share a couple of them. I'm going to do that through the whole, through the whole series. But like, for instance, with, with our marriage, one of the boundaries that we've set is that uh, neither one of us will ride in a car with somebody from the opposite sex by herself. That's not a sin, right? It's not in the ditch, but it's close enough that when, if we were to do that, when we bump against that, that it is, is a warning that there is potential danger or disaster on the other side. We did that with the kids with uh, social media. We didn't allow the kids to have social media until they got into high school. And the reason why was because not that social media was necessarily wrong, but we were concerned about the emotional state of them in a time frame where their mind is developing that we didn't want all of that drama that happens in middle school. Anybody got middle school kids? Like, we didn't want all that drama just consuming them emotionally. And so we created a boundary that, that said you can't have social media until uh, you get into high school. Um, there's a boundary for me as a, as a man in our relationship that Andrea has full access to my phone, my computer, my search history, everything that she can grab it anytime she wants to and start looking through it. Um, it's not because any of that is necessarily a sin, but there is disaster on the other side of that. And so the rumble strips for me is if I ever feel like, um, like, frustrated that she's even looking at it or asking for my phone, that's a warning sign to me that something's off, right? And so we need these kind of boundaries in our life. And, and Solomon talks about it in chapter 22 of Proverbs. He says this in verse three, and this is our theme uh, verse for the series. He says, a, a prudent person, like a wise person, foresees, notice this, foresees danger and takes precaution. So a wise person is going gonna, is gonna to know the difference, right, between right and wrong, is going to know the difference between what is sin and what is not sin. And, and what a wise person is going to do in their life is they're going to take the precautions, they're going to set the boundaries that are necessary for them to avoid disaster in their life. Solomon then says on the second part of that verse, that a simpleton, which that's not really a word that we use around here, but basically a, a fool, somebody that is just, they're not really, they don't care, they're just kind of living their life. However, he says that a simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So they're going to be somebody that's going to uh, ignore right and wrong and ignore sin and, and not sin and and Solomon's like those kind of people in their life that, that they just kind of live blindly. Like they just wake up and they just do life and I'm just going to kind of do my thing today with no boundaries. And, and what he says here is that those people are going to end up suffering consequences. Now what happens for many of us in our life because we don't do the first part of that, because we are not being a prudent person and foreseeing danger and taking precautions is that we end up spending much of our life in the disaster zone, right? Like if you think back over your life, there's, not, there's probably not a single disaster or painful season um, that you went through that really kind of devastated you or rocked you um, that that happened because there was no boundary that was there. And so Solomon is saying here, he's like, listen, be wise, foresee danger, 
take precaution. And, and listen, if you, if you don't get anything else, like today in this message, I just want you to get this and understand this, that it is less painful in our life for us to bump into a boundary that we don't like than it is to endure a disaster, right? It's less painful for, for me to run over a rumble strip in my life than it is for me to go over into the ditch. But here's, here's the problem that, that many of us have when it comes to boundaries is when we hear this idea of boundaries, we, we resist it. And the reason why we resist it is because everything about our sinful nature craves no limits, right? No rules, no restrictions. Like, like we look at freedom from this idea that means that we can do whatever and whenever we want. And I'm going to break that down later in the series. But, but if you look at our culture today, if you look at the society that we live in today, right? Look at where living with no rules and no boundaries is getting us, right? If you think about it, if you're honest with yourself, then you and I are going to understand that anything in our life that has a boundary becomes a blessing. But anything in our life that doesn't have a boundary becomes a burden, that it invites disaster into our life. So let me prove it to you this way. Uh, pastor DJ, our youth pastor, is, is, um, they're overworking in kids today. Um, and I told him that I was gonna, I was gonna use him as an illustration today. And because he's not here, I can say whatever I want to about him and he won't know. Um, but Pastor DJ is, uh, he goes to the gym and uh, he's taking uh, boxing, doing boxing training. And um, if you see his guns, you could understand why. Like, and uh, he, he, he kind of walks in here like this, right? And so he's doing this boxing training. Now, Within the boundaries of the ring, right, he can get in there and he can throw as many haymakers as he wants to, right? And it's totally fine. But if DJ was to go to Monroe Street and walk up to a complete stranger and start throwing haymakers, he's going to jail, right? And so in the boundary of the ring, it's all good. Everything's fine. But outside of the boundary of the ring, right, he's going to prison. It's less painful to bump into a boundary than it is to endure a disaster. We see this in, um, in Ephesians. The apostle Paul is, uh, he's addressing this need of, of having boundaries in our life. And and I find the letter of Ephesians pretty interesting um, because he's writing to the Christians in Ephesus. And what makes it interesting is Ephesus at that time would be kind of compared to our New York City. And so the Christians of those times, they were struggling just like we often struggle with compromise and complacency in a, in a, in a corrupt and, and perverse culture. And, and in Ephesians uh, chapter five, Paul specifically is challenging all of these believers to, to get this, to live a life that is worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. I mean, think about that statement for a second. Like last week we came and we celebrated Easter. We celebrated what Jesus did on the cross. And the temptation for us is to 
have a big Sunday and to, to dress up in our nice clothes and to come and to be more exuberant and worship. But then after Easter, kind of go back living our normal old life, right? And so what Paul's trying to communicate to this church that's, that's in a culture that where sin abounds um, greatly, in a culture of compromise and complacency is like, listen, like Jesus has died on the cross, not just so you can check the box off and say, I'm going to spend eternity in heaven, but that you could experience what heaven has to offer here on earth. Like your life can, can mean something. Like your life can be healthy and, and, and you can experience the real purpose of why God created you and what he wants you to do in this place. And, and, and so he's saying like, listen, there, we can't just, we're not going to experience that in our life if we just check off the box and we kind of do our own thing. But, but he's looking at him and says, listen, you guys have to set boundaries in your life so that you can be who God has created you to be. Here's what I've learned, and I think what Paul is getting at, is that God's grace in our life, that, that it's not an excuse for us so that we can do whatever we want to do, but rather it's an enablement to be who we were created to be. And in our culture today, that's often what we do. We, we look at God's grace and we say, I'm going to I'm going to sleep with whoever I want to, and I'm going to, I'm going to behave and do whatever I want to, and I'm going to go wherever I want to, and God has saved me, and, and I've checked the box off, and his grace is sufficient, and his grace is sufficient. It is sufficient, but the whole purpose of God's grace is so that we get another chance in life to be who God has created us to be. And so what Paul's saying here in Ephesians chapter 5 Verse 15 is he's talking about this importance of boundaries and how to avoid disaster. And look what he says in verse 15. He says, so be careful how you live. That's an interesting statement. Paul would look at those Christians and say, be careful how you live. This word uh, careful in the original language is acrobus and it it, it's not just kind of like a passive carefulness, but it is, it is to be extremely accurate in the way that you're careful. Um, this is how I, I, would, I would probably describe it is, um, ha, have you ever been in the kitchen um, washing dishes um, with your bare feet? Um, hold on, that came out the wrong way. Um, <laughs> not washing the dishes with your bare feet, but, <laughs> but standing with your bare feet. In the kitchen washing dishes, yeah, that's that. That's better. <laughs> that would be gross. But if you've ever been in the kitchen, bare feet, washing dishes, you got a glass, you got a plate, and you're cleaning it, and you drop it, right? And it shatters all over the floor, okay? What do we do? We begin to, we don't move our feet anywhere. We look back. And we are carefully looking to see where the glass is so that we can take a step and a step to get out of the disaster area so that we can get a pair of shoes or sandals and a broom to come back and to begin to sweep up the mess that was created. And when Paul talks about this being careful about how you live, he, in essence, is saying, like, like your life, like, 
like shatters oftentimes. And you've got to be careful with, with the kind of things that you do. You've got to be careful with the kind of things that you allow in your life. You've got to be careful when you're on a date and you're not married, like, like how far you go in that relationship. You've got to be careful with, with drinking. Like, like if you've got a background with, with addiction, like, like don't be tiptoeing around the, the line. Like you've got to be careful in how you live. And, and that's what Paul is saying here in I mean, think about, think about how often we don't do that in our life. Think about how often we don't evaluate upcoming decisions or financial decisions or relationships. Like we can so easily get out of a toxic relationship and within two months we find ourselves in another toxic relationship to another toxic relationship. And the reason why is because we aren't being careful how we're living our life. We're not setting up the kind of boundaries in our life to protect us from that sort of disaster in our life. And, and Paul says this, he says, you gotta be careful how you live. And, it, and then he's like, don't live like fools or simpleton, right? What Solomon said, don't be, a, don't be a simpleton, but like those who are wise, those who are prudent in their life. And then, and then I love this part in verse 16. He says, make every effort. Like make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. I mean, how many know that it's difficult to make the most of every opportunity when we are spending most of our lives trying to get out of the ditch, right? I mean, it's difficult. I mean, at the end of the day, the reason why our lives become so chaotic is because they lack the necessary boundaries to protect us from that danger in our life. At the end of the day, you and I have two clear options. We can choose to live a life with no boundaries. And as a result, when we look back over our life in the rear view of our life, it's full of missed opportunities, full of missed opportunities. Or you and I can operate in self-control, which is what the Bible talks about, and we can set some, some boundaries in our life that will ultimately allow us to maximize opportunities. And then Paul does this. He, he kind of closes this out in verse 17, and he says, he says, guys, don't act thoughtlessly. Don't go out just kind of doing whatever you're going to do. Don't live that way. Don't, don't just live blindly and, and, and suffering the consequences of life over and over and over again. And he says, but instead, understand what the Lord wants you to do. Friend, that's what boundaries is all about. It's not about restricting us. What you'll find is there's more freedom in the midst of boundaries than there is outside of boundaries. But if we don't set those boundaries in our life, then the choices that we make will lead us further and further to the edge. You know, I want to close with this story. On July 24th, 2013, there was, there was a train that was carrying 218 people and it it derailed in Spain and killed 79 people. And shortly after this wreck, the driver, his last name was Garzon, he, 
He tells the, the officials that were doing the investigation that, that he had no idea that, that that kind of danger was ahead. He said, everything was going fine. Um, everything was smooth with no issues. And what they discovered from video footage is that the train was going 119 miles an hour, which, which is no big deal. It was made to go 130. The problem was, is it was made to go half that speed around that curve. And this driver, as he drove this train and was just going about his business and his day, failed to notice the warning signs of the curve and ended up derailing and killing 79 people. And friend, my prayer for you and your life, for all of our lives, is that our lives don't look like that. And for some of you here today, like, like there's devastation in your life. You've left devastation behind, the wake behind you with your kids or your grandkids or your parents. And it's because you've allowed your life to, to go on the track and doing your own thing and you, you totally dismiss the warning signs that were ahead. And this series is all about helping us to create some practical boundaries in our life so that we can protect the things that matter most. Friend, at the end of the day, it's less painful to bump into a boundary than it is to endure a disaster. And so over these next five weeks, we're gonna do what Paul said to do in Ephesians, to be careful in the way that we live. And we're gonna, we're gonna look at five different areas of our life. We're gonna talk a little bit about marriages. We're gonna talk a little bit about relationships. We're gonna talk a little bit about our identity in Christ. We're gonna talk a little bit about parenting. That we're gonna, we're gonna look at five areas that have the biggest impact on our life. We're going to learn what it looks like to set boundaries in those areas so that you and I can avoid the ledge of disaster in our life. Would you bow your head with me today and close your eyes? Here's what I know. Is that when we live a life without boundaries, it oftentimes leads to regret. And we can't take a step in our life towards boundaries if we don't settle the regret in our life. Regret is simply us holding on to something that, that God has already let go of. And I don't know if there's anybody here today that you hear a message like this and you think about the chaos that you've experienced in your life and, and you sit there today with this kind of regret and maybe the regret is because you didn't set any boundaries or maybe the regret is built around the missed opportunities. Friend, with every head bowed and eye closed, if that's you today, I wanna pray for you. If you're here today and you would say, Ryan, like I, I want all that God wants for me and that is the desire in my heart, but this, 
this regret of past mistakes and decisions that I've made just kind of, it haunts me. Like every time a new opportunity presents itself in front of me, it's like shadowed in, in all of this regret of decisions that I've made in the past. If that's you today, right there where you're seated with every head bowed and eye closed, I want you to just slip up your hand and hold it up for a second so I can see it. Yeah, anybody, yeah. Well, this is what I wanna do today. In just a moment, we're gonna stand. And when we stand, I want our prayer team to come down and they're gonna position themselves on the, the left side and the right side of the stage. And we're gonna go into kind of a short time of worship. And for those of you that raised your hand today, I, I wanna challenge you like Paul was challenging the, the Ephesian Christians to, to let go of the regret, to step out of your seat and to come and find one of those prayer partners and give them an opportunity to pray with you. Because at the end of the day, if you don't let go of the regret that you're holding on to, you'll never be able to experience all that God has for you. Here's what I love, what Paul says in Philippians 3. He says this, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, and this is key for all of us, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. And that's what I wanna challenge you today. Forget what is behind and strain to what is ahead. Would you stand with us today and prayer team, would you begin to make your way this way? And then I wanna pray and we're gonna go into a time of worship. Just a few minutes here, but I wanna give you a chance to be able to receive prayer today. And as best as we can, let's try not to, to move too much in the room. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we know that your grace is sufficient for us that it's sufficient, that no matter what we've walked through, no matter what mistakes that we've made, no matter how many times we've promised you and broken the promise, Lord, that your grace is there to not just give us a second chance, but to give us another chance. And so Lord, today I lift up every single person in this room that struggles with regrets of the past. Lord, we come against the enemy that would try to keep them from your best in their life. And so Lord, right now, I pray, Father, that you would stir within them. God, give them the courage to step out of their seats and to come and to receive prayer today. And Father, we thank you. We love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's message, be sure to share it with your friends and tag us at TransformTLH. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to seeing your face in the place someday. Have a great week.